This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now, Let's Talk to Lucy. Hi, this is Lucy. I have a wonderful guest today, the delightful, delectable, the lovely Dinah Shore. Now, Dinah, I'm not being corny. I that's really mean that. That's the deer into the direction. <laughs> <laughs> you are blonde, green-eyed. Brown-eyed. Is it brown-eyed? Mm -hmm. I like your lighting, though. <laughs> hazel, I guess you might say. Hazel-eyed, yes. blonde, hazel-eyed, blues-singing lady in every sense of the word. And I consider you, Dinah, a truly great lady, and for many reasons. Your awareness of your responsibility as a mother, your responsibility as a performer, your love of life, your awareness of humanity, I find a lot to like about you. Let's start with your homemaking talents, which are very commendable and something that I know a little bit about. Have you always been the homemaker that you are these days? Oh, I think so, Lucy. I really enjoy it. I always have always been a good cook. Mm -hmm. I don't like to clean up after me, you know, because that's a monumental task when I cook. Uh, you know, that's like three people trailing along. But <laughs> I, I really enjoy it. I like, to, I, I like to be with my kids. I really enjoy being with them. You like to entertain? I love to entertain. Not too... I don't like big parties. I find that a tremendous chore. I don't like to go to them, and I don't like to give them. Still, but you do have to go to them, and you do give every, them, and you give them beautifully. But I'm with you. I like the smaller groups. Yeah. I, I think the night we all sat around, we had dinner and then you know, at the house, Lucy and Gary, and the kids came over, and Missy and Jody and Pauline. Pauline's my housekeeper, I have to explain, and um, more a member of the family than I am, really. And we all went over afterward and, and saw a movie over at your house. And, and to It's me, a nice Hollywood evening and no one believes. I know. <laughs> you do a lot of decorating in your homes, don't you, Dinah? Well, I have a lot of help in that. I'm not, I don't think I'm particularly good at that. I'm, I'm a good editor in that respect, but I'm not uh, particularly creative along that line. I'm a very creative cook, I, you know, and... Uh, Are you a creative cook? I think so, yeah. I know you you're know. a good cook, but I didn't yeah. know about the creating. Uh, well, what do you mean by creating? Don't you well, use recipes handed down from your mother and your yeah, grandmother? Yeah, I have all of those, and then I have a few of my own, and then, you know, every once in a while I get sort of tired of doing what I've done before, so I say, well, why don't we do this? And then I'll add a little something and change something around and maybe you make it with veal instead of with beef. I don't know, you know. Say, you're very daring in the yes, kitchen. Yes, isn't that exciting? When you entertain... I thought that'd stir you up a little. <laughs> <laughs> when you entertain for the children, Dinah, what do you uh, oh, sort of adhere to? What, what are your requisites for a children's party? Not a big party, no. but I mean... You a... mean like birthdays and things like that? Well, it, you know, the, it's difficult now because Missy is uh, 16, but with Jody's parties, the most important thing... How old is Jody now? He's 10. Mm-hmm. And, and it used to be that the most wonderful thing you'd do would be to get them out of your hair. A lot of people, would, you'd have a big party, and you'd play three or four games, then you'd give them something to eat, or maybe you'd take them to the movies down in Beverly Hills or somewhere, and, you know, then they really, you know, they kind of don't bother anybody, and then you have uh, something to eat or dinner or something. Time passes That's quicker. <laughs> but I don't believe in that. I don't, I felt, I began to feel after a while, I, I went to two or three of Jody's parties and Missy's parties when she was little, where everybody did that sort of thing all the time. And I don't feel they're having a communication with each other when they do that. Uh, they don't learn how to socialize. They don't. I've seen parties where, you know, the little girls sit on one side, clutch tightly by their mothers, and little boys sit on the other side, clutch tightly by their mothers. And the moment they would get warmed up and start playing with each other, it was time to go home. So I have done a different kind of thing now with Jody and with Missy when she still had birthday parties. I'd invite kids. They'd invite 
however old they were, that's how many kids they'd ask. Ah, good and, uh, idea. You know, uh, by the time, of course, we got to be seven, that got to be a nice round number. When he was six, then he could ha ask however old he was and three more or something like that so that the party didn't get too big. Because yeah. kids, and now Jody's at the point where he doesn't want to ask girls, you know, yes. and gets very, he really, really kicks a few pebbles. You just mention a girl and he starts pebble kicking. Yeah. But uh, at their parties, uh, we sit down and we plan the kind of games that he thinks they would like. Always contests of some kind. You and know. what a wonderful idea to let him decide. Yeah, and and, and what they he knows what they'd like to do. That's right. Well, we pick out Missy and Jody and I sit down and and pick out all the games that those kids are going to play, and Missy's going to help, and she really is wonderful that way. And then another thing, my kids always do on their birthdays, they plan the menus for the whole day. You know, mm. and well, it, it's great, but with Jody, you know, you have coconut layer cake three times a day but if that's what he wants <laughs> he's gonna, or you know like with missy you'd have royal chicken all day long <laughs> well you're lucky most kids would say chocolate cereal and yeah. chocolate cookies and chocolate yeah. cake and yeah i know well my chocolate kids milk yeah i know and then i'm entitled to one surprise so i can fix one like one nice big thing, you know, in addition to what they planned. Do you uh, let the children open gifts, or did you when they were a certain age? Yes, I did, but I don't like that very much. I, I did it because either. the other kids, well, it, you know, it, it suddenly, that gets into kind of competitiveness, that I, of which that, I don't approve, you know. Except that the other children who brought gifts like to see them open. I know. Now, for instance, Jody went to a birthday party the other day, and they took him to the uh, roller dome. They went out roller skating, and Jody took his presents, and they took all theirs, and as he came out, he was so delighted. <laughs> he described he'd never roller skated before. You know, somehow we have hills everywhere we go, and he's never had a chance to roller skate. He's great on the skateboard. But he described himself skating, and then he said, and the best part of it, he said, he opened my present third, yes. and he was telling me how he liked, you know, he'd gotten him some models. He'd picked them out himself, and he was so thrilled that he had opened them, and everybody seemed to be pleased with what Jody had picked out. So I guess there isn't, it isn't too bad, but I feel kind of sorry for the kid whose mother's picked out a little suit or a sweater or something, because no kids ever appreciate those. You know, they want games. Yeah, but the pleasure of giving, that oh, starts uh, very agree. early. What about Missy's parties now? Missy is uh, a teenager, and a real wonderful teenager with lots and lots of friends. What do you, uh, how do you entertain for Well, Missy? you know, now we have a problem here. I don't know whether your, uh, your audience or listeners across the country have the same problem we do in Southern California. But you this is bet they do. Well, Any of our problems really? are their problems. Well, we have a thing here that if I give a party for Missy, they always have crashes. And I don't mean by that bad crashers. It's just that kids are so informal out here that if somebody's giving a party in Glendale or if they're giving a party in Pasadena or they're giving one in Bel Air or Beverly Hills, all the kids hear about it and they'll all go to that party. Well, I don't think this is the right way to give a party. Some of them mean no harm at all and some of them mean... Uh, it's a bad practice. I think it's a very bad practice. I say to Missy, you cannot go unless you're invited. She said, oh, Mom, that's so square. And where she doesn't go too much. She's wrong, Dinah. Well, I think so, too. But all the kids, this is what they do all over town. They go every time they hear a party. And then you must realize that the kids lose face. Missy was afraid that yes. she would get, uh, the, you know, that they'd resent the fact that yes. she, her party had been different from somebody else. And although none of the kids really approve of the gate crashers, and nobody knows how to give a party without them, they don't want to be the first one to make the move. And some of the gate crashers don't mean well. And some of them are older kids, you know, yeah. they're, and some of them are, are you know, not responsible. Well, maybe you're talking about it today will uh, give parents an idea of how to uh, stop it. I hope so. I, there was yeah. a rather disastrous thing that happened out in, I think it was Glendale, not long ago, and the judge said that parents really had to 
put their foot down on this sort of thing. Sure, they've got to have some ideas and stick to it. Hmm? I got a lot more ideas for you. You know our time is up already. That's impossible. I haven't even, <laughs> I haven't even begun. Hi, this is Lucy. And again today, I have the lovely Dinah Shore. Dinah, honey. Hi, baby. I'm so glad you came back, baby. <laughs> I got I... so many things to talk to you about, baby. Okay, sugar, you twisting my arm. I yeah. have to be here. Yesterday, we talked about your wonderful home life. We didn't even begin to cover it. But um, we had a chance to talk about the fact that you love homemaking. Yes, I do. And I uh, have been around you long enough to know that you have beautiful homes. And part of the beauty in your homes, besides your children and your way of life, your way of entertaining, and just yourself as a person, has a lot to do with the way you decorate your home, and a lot of your decoration is done with your own paintings. Ooh, oh, Dinah, <laughs> I envy you so much, your talent for painting. It's, oh, it's a real great one, and a lot of people out here are cognizant of that talent that you have. When did it start, Dinah? When did you first do your painting? Well, you want to know something funny? I had never painted before, uh, I, and I, I thought I had no talent at drawing at all. And one time, George and I went over to... Uh, Van Johnson's, and he had been doing all this painting, and he wasn't showing anybody. And I looked at it, and they were marvelous. And I went down the next day to the art store downtown, you know, in Beverly Hills, and I bought all the supplies. And I came out, and Van paints really very well, you know, very heavy and pasto and wonderful, with a palette knife and with a brush and all. And I paint. I didn't understand this kind of painting at all, so I decided I'd sit out on the lawn and I'd paint our house. So I painted it, and we had a, a, one of those big shake shingle roofs, you know. So Bob and Mary Cummins came out to see us. Uh, we lived in the valley at that time. They came out to see us, and I rather shyly showed them my paintings. And Bob says, well, that's marvelous. He says, it's a whole new technique. It looks like you bit it. <laughs> bit it? <laughs> well, there were big chunks of paint. You know, like it looked, and I have pretty good teeth. And it looked like I had just taken all this paint and just put it on there with my teeth and taken it off. <laughs> well, I, I, got, I got it a little finer after that. <laughs> you still have that painting? I'd like to see it. Oh, it's a whole, yes. I still have it, but I never forgot Bob's expression. <laughs> what did you do to uh, to keep up your uh, painting? Did you take any lessons? I hope not. No, you know what you? I did? You know what I did? I couldn't go to a class. Uh, there again, I, you know, you're on, and everybody's painting, and everybody looks at everybody else's paintings, and I was a little self-conscious about that because I had had no training at all. What I did was, I now, please don't laugh, but I went to that correspondence course. You know, the famous artist thing? Yes. One of the best things that ever happened to me. So I took this course and I would send in my, you know, the projects and they tell you every detail about painting and how the old masters did it and how the modernists did it and how the impressionists and expressionists, all this sort of thing. Wonderful reading. In addition to that, they show you how to stretch a canvas and things like how to put brush uh, paint on you with a brush or with a palette knife and different techniques. So I began to study this way and I got my grades. I got a C minus the first time but then I got a B on the next one and great long uh, detailed uh, explanations of how you could have created a certain effect had you done a certain thing by very good artists. The people who grade them are expert top artists in the country and so I uh, they have it's a course of the three big books and about um, I think four different courses in this in this one course. What's it called? Famous Artists, and it's in Connecticut. And I, I you know, I, I know it's a out and out plug, but I can't tell you what that did for me and how much it meant to me to have somebody uh, to bounce off of. When you paint, you paint so alone, and your friends will say, "Isn't that marvelous?" It's like the dog that plays the violin. Isn't it marvelous that he can do it at all? You know. <laughs> and 
So I had the same reaction from all of my friends, you know. They, I didn't know whether the paintings were any good. And then the famous artists, I would find out, I would send it in, and they'd say, well, now, this sort of thing is a little too literal. Or maybe you could have been a little more literal. Or if you used more of the blues in your palette, you would soften. You know, different things that you wouldn't know. What do you like doing best? in the painting. Well, I mean. for a while there, I did all still lifes. And then I had, you know, I never saw so many flowers and fruit, so much fruit in the house. I believe. love your still lifes. Yeah, Ugh. but now I like to do heads. I've been doing very well with the yes. heads and you faces. You amazed me with the things that I saw there the other night. Are the children painting because you paint? I noticed paintings by them all around. Oh, Missy is infinitely better than I ever was. Really? Oh, she is great. She has a real natural flair for it. Uh, and she's painting... Uh, quite a lot. This semester she had to take a lot of what they call um, hard courses so she didn't, uh, you know, I mean solids, mm -hmm. hard solids. I'm all right. I, mother goes to school. <laughs> but she had to take a lot of solids in class so she couldn't keep up with her art. But she's very good at it. And uh, Jody loves to paint. He, you know, but he's more with his hands. He likes to build things. He's better than... I think Jody, he, Jody uh, being 10, hasn't made up his mind what he wants to be yet, has he? No, there was a time when he, we used to ask him, what are you going to be when you grow up? And he said, a tree. You mm -hmm. know, that and was an when Indian. he was four, and an Indian, and a fireman. And now he wants to help people, and he can't decide whether he's going to be a policeman and help people or a doctor, you know? And it, he has a cousin in the Peace Corps, so he's, he mm. may try for that. So he's, oh, he's got a million things. Marvelous, though, so that he thinks like that. How about Missy? What do you think? Missy will marry young and move away or oh. merrily do something in the career world? I really don't know. It's up to her. Uh, she, has, uh, she has talent. And if she, you know, and she has the ability to apply herself and work hard in anything she wants to do. Of course, I'm. You're getting on my really favorite subject now, the teenagers today. Uh, but they, their interests are so broad and so exciting now uh, that it will be. You know, there are some of them who will be able to apply themselves uh, uh, in their schoolwork and, and do it. But there are some of them now who are so interested in so many things that I kind of wish teenage could be stretched a little bit before they have to go to college so that they can find themselves. This is when they're uh, discovering so much about themselves and about life and about other people. And, you know, they're coming out of that little egocentric shell they're in when they're uh, very young teenagers, when they get to be bigger teenagers, the whole world is opening up to them, you know, and, and it's tough to make that decision on the day that, that you see there's another part of the world. What that do you tell uh, Missy, for instance, Dinah, about her future as a wife and mother? Do you ever discuss it? Uh, we, we talk about it quite frequently, you know, because when she, uh, she seems to be going her own merry way and not particularly careful of the friends she picks sometimes. At any time when I disapprove of her, I remind her that, you know, there's a whole life ahead of you, and the friends you associate with now uh, are going to set the pattern for how you spend the rest of your life. Now, make up your mind whether when you're uh, 27 years old you'd want to ever have anything to do with somebody who has no purpose in life, like this young man or that girl, or find out if you want to uh, see people who have no interest beyond themselves, you know, and... I, don't I, know, I have a new question that I'm asking uh, my children occasionally, not all the time, but occasionally when new friends come in and entirely sort of out of the group, I say, why? Not why did he come in, but why did you want that person as a friend? Mm -hmm. The answers are a little startling. Well, it's hard. They want all friends, but yeah. they never stop to think why they want that particular yeah. friend. You know, and it opened up a lot of conversation. That's very interesting. Because they, I, can they analyze it? Can they put their finger Not on it? Not at first they couldn't. They said, why? Uh -huh. Well, he's a nice kid, you know. Yeah. 
And I said, no, but what is there about it that him that you like or her or that you mm -hmm. like, you know? And they, when they were made to sit down and think about it, uh, some very strange yeah. <laughs> answers came out. But it, you know, it's interesting, uh, Lucy, because I think they supplement them their own, uh, their whatever inadequacies they seem to have or whatever kind of goal they have for themselves at that moment. And their goals change every day. I think they augment it with the kind of friends they pick out. You know, and it's you uh, just struck on something that um, I could talk for quite a while about, and that's goals. Mm -hmm. And our time is up again, Dinah. You see. <laughs> please, please, can you can you talk with me tomorrow? Oh, well, all right. All right, dear. Bye for now. Hi, this is Lucy, and again today, the wonderful, beautiful, divine Dinah. Oh, Miss Dinah Shore. Dinah, it isn't everybody that gets a chance, you know, to get you talking about your children and your home, and I haven't even begun on your career. Talked a little bit about your home and your cooking and your entertaining and your children and your teenage parties and whatnot and your painting and your love of art. Uh, incidentally, you're quite a connoisseur of art, besides Actu being a painter. Actually, I don't know if I'm a connoisseur. Uh, I oh, yes, you are, Am Diana. I? Yes. Okay, I'll take that. But, but uh, you know, the best, most exciting thing, uh, and of course you can do it out here, but in New York, that the Museum of Modern Art was the biggest kick I ever had because I used to go and I didn't understand half of it. But after you go, uh, you know, your your whole taste changes and your interests broaden. And they have a street there, 57th Street, where you just go for blocks and blocks and nothing but wonderful art shops. Now, we have a place here on La Cienega, and on Monday nights it's open, and all the new artists and some of the more uh, established artists will have all their things there, the sculpture, wonderful sculpture, and wonderful paintings, and the pop art, and all those things. And you just walk down La Cienega and go into each one on Monday nights and you see what each new artist is trying to do. Now, this is a great step forward, you know. Vincent Price has done quite a good job of going about the country and yes. spreading the word, hasn't he? Oh, he certainly so has. So that the layman can understand and get a chance to see. And I saw his uh, exhibit down at the, uh, the furniture show, furnishings, and the Sears Roebuck people had a whole... Uh, whole display of Vincent Price painting and the, the mobs around there. They didn't go to the little furniture stalls half as much as they did. You just had to stand in line about five deep at each painting. Now, that's really exciting. It's not just uh, Vince's uh, own paintings, either, that no, he no, tours with. Renoir and all the great artists. He, he knows. Oh, I'll say. It's very fascinating. He and Eddie Robinson, I would say, are the most. Oh, yes. Eddie can talk for hours and never bore you for a moment. No. about the reason for a painting, That's you know, right. the, and the history of every right. painting and, and little things. I can look at a painting uh, for a long, long time and never see the little things that yeah. Eddie will eventually tell me about. I know. Dinah, let's talk for a little bit about your singing, because oh, after yeah. all, the world knows you as one of the most delightful singers of, you know, the contemporary goddess as far as song is concerned. And we miss you when you're not singing. Thank goodness you're back at work, Dinah. Oh, thank you, Dinah. Um, when did your singing begin? Way back in school? Oh, yeah. I couldn't. You know, I've always done that. Uh, I sang from the time I was a little child. And But I thought when I went to New York, you know, when I made that big move to leave Nashville, that I was going to be an actress because this was what I had done uh, better than I had ever done anything else. And I'd been in all the plays and all the community theater things and high school and college plays, and I was really kind of good. And I went to New York, and I decided, since my father was so bitterly opposed to all this show business, that I was going to make it on my very own. And so I got a job on a radio station singing 
just to tide myself over, you know, through that long dry spell while I was working on the accent, uh, you know, because there were not many parts. Tennessee Williams wasn't writing many plays then <laughs> for people with accents like mine. So I was working on, you know, to lose that, and I was studying and everything. And I got involved in singing pretty deeply. I never, never got back to acting again, you know. And I must say, I don't mind. I love, I really love to sing. And this has been my big beef in, in variety television, you know. This is one of the things that just, you know, really upset me. So it was that I sing very little on television. And when I go into a club, like when you and Gary come up, you know what it means to me when I sing in Vegas or Florida or something. Because I really get to sing. And that's my way of expressing myself, you know. You enjoy your singing. A lot of singers don't, strangely oh, enough. I can't imagine. I love to sing. You know, I get a tremendous charge out of it, particularly with an audience there, because there's a, you know, you think of something absolutely new and different every single night. There is, a, you know, an audience is like going to school. You yes. learn what goes and what doesn't go and what they like and why you like this one at this moment. You know, it's very... Dinah, mm -hmm. uh, what is your latest record? We have an album we're just about to finish. I haven't quite finished uh, recording it uh, at Reprise called Basin Street Revisited. Wow. And we've got some really exciting things in that. You'll love Good. it. Good. I think you'll like it. You know, we, it's such a wide subject because at Basin Street you have every kind of pop music. Yeah. And so uh, the, the, one of the big albums that they had when I first started was called Basin Street, Chamber Music Society of Lower Basin Street. Dinah, what about your tennis? Are you as big a tennis player as you have been all these years? Every bit as big. I have to lose a little weight, of course, but I know <laughs> tennis is my game. <laughs> sure I love is. tennis, and uh, with the help of your nice husband, I'm getting to love golf. Yeah, you're getting to be a golf nut now. I am. They don't to be... go together, you know, and tennis and golf. Yes, they do. Hand in glove. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I can't wait to get you out again. The last time Lucy and I played golf was at Canyon Country Club in Palm Springs, and we held up... Uh, <laughs> the entire uh, <laughs> membership for about, I'd say, three and a half hours. And it wasn't until we found balls popping and falling around <laughs> us that we realized we hadn't been playing what we'd been talking. We oh. <laughs> well, no, we're not too good out there on the golf course, and I can't play tennis, so uh, I'm really just going to have to enjoy you in your home or our home, Dinah. Oh, you're going to be a golfer. I'm counting on that. Do you have, um, what in the name of goodness do you do with all of your beautiful clothes, Dinah? Oh, I've got catacombs full of them. Well, you are, I guess, one of the best-dressed women in television, that's for sure, Is in the whole the country. Most and the most dressed, anyway. No, but really well-dressed, Dinah. You have Thank excellent you. taste. Thank you, honey. Well, I have a very good friend who helps, who lines up all the clothes. She has really has her hand on the pulse, or what do you call it, her finger on the pulse of well, that the That must be great to have someone yes. like that, because she's doing a magnificent job yes, for you. Yes, she really is. How do you keep that figure the way you do? Just the tennis and the tennis golf, or any other... Uh, Tennis and golf, and but I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm lucky, but I, uh, if I ever have to really stop eating, I'll probably. Are you a good eater? One of the world's big eaters. Really? Yes. You know that. No, I don't. I didn't know that you were a big eater. Yeah. Or, or even enjoyed your food that much. I always imagine you being too busy to eat the way I am. Oh no. I, oh no. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's the part of the day. You know, that's worth getting through the whole day for us to get to eat. <laughs> How much sleep do you require, Dinah? I require a great deal more than I get. I, I think I, it'd be nice to have about seven, eight hours every night. That what do you get, five a, or six? Yeah, something like that. And then I love to nap in the afternoon just before the kids get home from school. Mm-hmm. You mean you can nap? Oh, oh, I can. If you tell me, when, you know, when we were taking the show on tour or anything, if you, they told me I had a half hour, you know, now that's 
from the time you put the luggage in the elevator till you get up to your room, I can spend 10 minutes taking out the clothes I'm going to wear to the reception downstairs and 15 minutes sleeping and the rest of the time dressing. Five minutes dressing. I may be a couple of minutes late when I get in, but I can go to sleep. Boy, Isn't I that can. great and valuable? I can't oh. do that. Gary oh. can do that, but I can't. Uh... I can sleep standing up if they tell me I've got the time. Was it something you had to train yourself for? It's I very think so. valuable to yeah. be able to do that marvelous yeah. thing. I think so. I can really shut it off. I can sleep for 20 minutes. Uh, you know, then I'm raring to go after If I lose consciousness during the day, I get a headache. Isn't that funny? It slows me down so that I'm no good the rest of the day. Isn't that funny? Oh, oh dear, are we really out of time again? You have been a delightful guest. I, I really enjoy this, and I love you, and I love Gary, and I love doing the show. Thank you. God bless. Thank you, honey. Bye. Bye-bye. Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? Then you have a real treat in store for you. A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.